What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck. This episode 324 broken up into two parts, A and B. Eh. Buh. Thank Buh. you. 324A posting on 4-4 will be a discussion on John Wick Chapter 4. And what an awesome discussion it will be. 4-4 four, four, Chapter 4. <laughs> and 324B posting on 4-5 will be a discussion on the Apple TV film with Causeway with Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry. I am one of your hosts, Grayson. Where are all the cops? And John Wick, Maxwell, joining me as she does every week is my co-host, Roger. Why can no one hit John Wick with a bullet? Stillian and our lovely perma guest, Chris Nuts Bond. How are we, gentlemen? He gets hit by lots of bullets, sir. Lots and but lots of bullets. He does, but lots never like a bullets. But never a like a fatal. All the bullets fired at John Wick in four movies. It's got to amount to thousands. You're telling me that thousands failed to hit him in the head. Well, I mean, okay, well, failed to hit him in the head is a whole other discussion. But he, got, yeah, he gets I mean, hit with lots. Of he bullets. legitimately shakes bullets out of his undershirt in this last movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, no one. Slugs. Why can no one fatally hit John Wick? I mean, okay, that's a fair question. There or go. like that's shoot better. him in his fingers or some shit. Yeah, right. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, what's going on, guys? How are we this week? We are one week away from Easter weekend. Yes, it is. one week. One week from Easter. It's been a busy week on my end of things, but it's been nothing good to talk about. It's just been softball for kids, and you know, work. So. I haven't really watched anything extra besides like Dragon Ball Z with the kid. So that's about all I got. So uh, I have become peak suburban suburbanite father figure. I now have two grills. I now have a Blackstone griddle to go along with my other grill. So I have achieved full, full manhood at this point. <laughs> What's better than one grill? Two grills. Two grills. <laughs> two grills. Wait, wait, wait. Are, is there ever going to be a time where you use them like you use them concurrently, like you use them at the same? Oh, one hundred percent. What are you grilling that you need two grills for? Well, so here's the thing, right? So I got a blackstone griddle, which is the flat one, big cast iron thing that you know you see everywhere. People do and like fucking make your own hibachi and shit, right? Like they're they're actually very versatile. However, like I like to make things like beer can chickens and stuff like that, where you need like a grill that closes normally, so like the oven style. You know, so the air circulates around in there. So I still have, I bought two grills on the same day from the same place because I'm fancy and that's how things are. All right. And also I made this fucking dope brunch today. (laughs) Made omelets and uh, hash browns and pancakes and all kinds of shit. Mm, I did. I did. I went to a very expensive part of town and I had, uh, uh, not pot roast hash. What's the other one? The, I can't remember what we had, but. Not pot roast. What's like the regular hash? No, it had like a I forget what it was called. But it had like oh corned beef hash. Oh yeah, there you which go. Super super uh, super fancy. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was great. I, I it was very very tasty. So yeah, tasty tasty with my pinky up. Tasty. Yes, loved it. Loved it. What about any, you guys watching thing? Or are you guys just too busy doing uh doing dad things? I watched Avatar again. Again, wait, way purpose. of the water or two thousand nine? Way of the water. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, because it did it allegedly hit the torrent site. So whatever. No, it definitely hit the torrent. <laughs> <laughs> I allegedly viewed it <laughs> from enough. the torrent sites. <laughs> how, how was the viewing on on your TV? I mean, listen, it, it really does look good. Um, the sound is incredible. Um, pictures great. Like this is as peak. As it can be, I think so. 
I mean, the story is, you know, what we discussed wasn't really the strongest part of Avatar, but man, it still looks damn good. And it's pretty, you know, it's a pretty okay movie. But you know what's funny about that is, like, even the worst of James Cameron, like, once you take away, like, Spawning 2, or whatever that movie was where he made the sequel to the, 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 the Fish movie, uh, like, even the worst of James Cameron, which is Avatar and Avatar 2, is still, like, they've still won Oscars. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a pretty good career if that's, all you, if that's what you can say about the worst. So, you know. You think that Avatar and Avatar 2 is the worst of James Cameron? When you compare them to Terminator, Terminator 2, Aliens. It's their true lies. True lies, the abyss. I, I, I would say it's probably, I would probably not be too far from wrong. If I'm wrong, it's not too far off. All I'm saying I mean, is he has, more, he has credits on more Terminator properties than you named. Just saying. Well, he, but, he, <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't make them. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> fair. You're right. As Roger likes to say, everything is better than the... than Every, every movie is better than the, after the first two Terminators. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll tell you what I did, though, did do today. I did, um, this week, take a kind of a dive back into the 90s Disney. I watched The Three Musketeers, and Ugh. I didn't hate it. Uh, I, I'd forgotten... That it was Kiefer Sutherland, Oliver Platt, and Charlie Sheen, who was the who were the three Musketeers, and um a very young Chris O'Donnell, who was D'Artagnan, the the one trying to, and uh, Tim Curry as Cardinal Richelieu. I'd forgotten that, and that that was that was a lot of fun to watch. It was '90s. I loved that movie when I was a kid. I haven't seen it probably since I was eleven or twelve, but I fell back in love with that movie. So, but like my inner child did, not my like thirty-seven-year-old self. If that makes sense. And I did watch Roger, and I know you're gonna hear me on this one. Rookie of the Year. That's um the funky butt loving. <laughs> yes, yeah, funky Yeah, I watched I didn't hate that one either with uh Rowan that was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Garden Hoser. Rowan Gardner. Yeah, that's I didn't hate that one either. I can't like I just have such nostalgia for the nineties. I don't know why. I just does everyone have nostalgia for the for the decade in which they like grew up on? I was gonna say it's just where you peaked. Did, did did I peak in the nineties, Chris? I don't think I'm, it wasn't a question. You have to answer that question <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> I don't think I now, did. Now he's gonna be looking in a mirror right before he goes to bed, and he's like, "Did I fucking peak? <laughs> did I fucking peak in ninety oh, no. <laughs> <I was> five? <laughs> um, uh, I watched. Okay, so I watched Starship Troopers again. Oh, okay. Now that's a good one. The four K cut. Um, I watched yes, that again, good. and so they're talking about. They're talking about a uh, Starship Troopers reboot. It's more than talking about. It. It's been confirmed. Like we know it's happening. I would prefer that. So, do you guys want a reboot, or do you guys just want a continuation from after the first movie? You know, thirty years later with John. Like, do you want to give up Casper Van Dien, or don't you? That's my question. Well, the only way you can keep him. I mean, he can't be Johnny Rico. Like as we know Johnny Rico, he'd have to be like Ad or like Space General Rico at this point, right? Well, of course you could be. I mean, look. Maverick was still a captain. Why, mean, why can't Rico still be? Right. Why can't Rico still be a sergeant? Pulling grunt duty. I don't know. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that I don't know if I want to give up Casper Van Dien though. That's the thing, Chris. What do you think? Well, uh, I think I don't know. I think you don't need to reboot it, but it doesn't need to be the same cast of characters. You know what I mean? It just I think you can pick up where you left off ish, or you know, go thirty years later, or x amount of years later. And just tell the next story within that. And because of where we are now with everything CGI-wise and storytelling-wise, it can just be 
it can just be more elaborate. It can there can be better detail to it now. That's all. I I, I, th- I don't think you need to reboot it hard. I think you just you have to have new characters at this point. Well, as as like we're in the we're in like a, a reboot kind of era where we're rebooting everything or doing a thirty years later sequel. So I would prefer a thirty years later sequel. I I just interested mm-hmm. to know where you guys sit because I don't want to. I like the idea of just going forward with where we went in the first movie, but like a, a whole reboot. Again, we're gonna get a cast we don't care nearly nearly enough about. We're gonna get this stupid story. That doesn't I mean, it's gonna get in the way of just the Federation fighting giant bugs, which is what Starship Troopers is. So it's just I I know the book is like it's political satire, and you know when the movie came out, people like didn't understand it was satire, and they like they grouped it in with with like a certain political mindset, and it's like ah, how do you guys not understand this complete satire? But I mean, I grouped it in with Starcraft because that's all I saw when I watched that movie. In a very loving way, because you know, I just want, I want to kill the Zerg as a Terran mer- space marine. So, well, yeah. sure, but like, I bet, dude, there's a wrong. There's... You want to mass produce Zerg? Zerg no. rush the map and win. Zerg instantly. rush is so easy to 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 duck and dodge, though. It's so easy right. to get around. Dorks, listen, yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not the point. First of all, you you, you put you, you put four Marines in a bunker. You're gonna kill a lot of Zerglings before they take your bunker down. I'm just saying. Listen, <laughs> and I will just keep churning out Zergs. They're just, they're just coming, bro. I think you can probably produce the Marines faster than you can produce mass produce Zerg, but that's a whole different hey. discussion for another day. No, you cannot. <laughs> well, I mean, I, think I be, assure uh, you, you cannot. Right. So, okay, so <laughs> there's that one. Um, I have some other questions about some other other ones, I guess, but I'll save those for other weeks. But I, I do think the Starship Troopers question is is a valid one because it's I, I prefer not a reboot, but that's just me. I'm watching me now. Are we getting a reboot? We're getting a hundred percent reboot. Yeah, they've already it's already been confirmed. Fine. It's fine by me. Mm. But here's the question: Who plays Johnny Rico? Me. <laughs> Who plays Johnny Rico? Serious, serious version of the same question that I just asked. Also me. No, Chris, come on. Who plays Johnny Rico? I'm thinking. I mean, uh, off the top of my head, who's that guy that everybody hated from the Terminator movies? Um, what? Oh, Jonathan. Um, do you mean the guy from Terminator Three? Yes. I forget his name. Jonathan Mostow directed it. Um, Nick Stahl. Yeah, I think I think some of him fits. You know, fits the overall look. He's too old. Yeah, now he's Maybe. too old. But look, they, look, they, they they were in their late twenties, thirties, playing eighteen year olds back then. So I mean, mm-hmm. what's really, yeah. what's really the what's really the difference? You know, I don't know. So uh, let's go on to the show. Is there any movie that you guys would like to see a thirty years sequel to that hasn't been touched in a while? Thirty years. See, I'd have to I have to think about it. You know who should be Johnny fucking Rico. Tom Holland. Actually, that's not an awful choice. I know it's not. <laughs> or like I don't think he's not like big Zac enough. Efron. How about Zach Efron? <laughs> Zach Efron now could, but I, I think again he's not he's not like he's not big enough, I don't think. Like actually like stature wise. I agree. I agree. Um Casper Van Dien at least looked the part mm-hmm. when yeah. he did it. And so did that other the the dude who got his brain sucked out in the end. Sorry, spoilers from 997. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we have a show to do. We have a very interesting movie to talk about. Uh, I think the, the most important takeaway from that movie is the bar has been has remained super high, and that's one of the best things. So we should start the show. All right, this is episode 324 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. It was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Eastern of week, we start with the box office current and upcoming releases. What streaming trailers and movies of the week? Without further ado, let's jump into the box office. 
and a lot of people will be very happy to know that John Wick pulled another. No, sorry. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves took number one spot, 38.5 million with uh, 71 million worldwide. That's much higher than I thought that movie was going to get. It's a good Chris, number. I'll, I will open the floor to you for a second. Did you expect it to be that high for worldwide? I didn't expect it to be that high. I'm happy that it is. Um, I actually went and saw Dungeons and Dragons over this weekend with my family because we're all a bunch of D&D nerds. So we saw Nerd! it. Nerd! And um, I'm just happy that it's doing well because the movie is not completely terrible. Spoilers for next Good. show. Did you get Did you uh, get the the D20 popcorn tin? No. no I, I did. Got, <laughs> did you? They got my money. Yeah, I, I can't see that and not. I'm a huge D20 guy. Right, number two, John Wick Chapter 4, another 28.2 million, bringing its worldwide after a second weekend. Keep in mind, it, it, it's had a weekend, a week, and a weekend. $244.8 million. That's yes. amazing. John Wick 4 so makes happy. this kind of money this kind of money and you're doubting the power that is the Mario movie. I just want to put that out there. <sighs> we'll see guys. We'll see. But yes, <laughs> I, I am. I'm, I'm doubting Chris Pratt more than anything else. It's Chris Pratt. I'm doubting, but I don't doubt Keanu Reeves ever. Not for one second. Not anymore. No, but uh, that's the whole thing with like John wick is like, it's, it's if you if you even if you Google it, will there be a John Wick chapter five? That's been one of the most Google things this past week. So um, I think it's safe to say that there will be. But there's some caveats to that. But number three, his only son must be a, a holiday film. Uh, his only son did five point five million with a worldwide of nothing. Hold on. With the, with the worldwide of five point five. So that's Four American dollars. Uh, after being called on by the Lord Abraham's faith is tested by the by the, on this three day journey to sacrifice his son. That's the sounds sounds great. <laughs> well, it did it did, it did chart Scream f- Six number four five point three million, Scream. bringing one hundred and forty seven. I am so surprised that John Wick passed up Scream too. That that's so surprising. Not only but... did it pass it up, dude, it pooped on it as it went by. <laughs> it destroyed it. Yes, yes, sir. Scream Six. Uh, you've done very well for yourself, though. That what was that budget again? It had to be something little. It was one uh, for Scream. What? Scream. Oh, I it don't like twenty six million. No, Scream was like it was higher this time around. I think it was I, thought, I thought it was like thirty. Thirty five. Thirty five. Okay. Yeah. All right, Creed three, num- the number five spot, making an even five point zero million domestically, a worldwide of two hundred and fifty eight. That's still above John Wick, but only for like another day and a half. Maybe. I was gonna say it won't be for <laughs> till <long>. tomorrow, until <laughs> yeah. after all the box office is reported for for Sunday night. Also, uh, just quick look six through ten. Um, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, a thousand and one sixty five. Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and Jesus Revolution. Cocaine Bear sadly slipped out of the top 10 into number 11. Avatar I mean, number 12. It had a good run. It did. No, it, it had a better <laughs> run than it deserved. I mean, all you know, all rights considered, it had a better run than it probably deserved. But that's a fun movie, though. That's a damn fun movie. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. All right, this past weekend, March 31st, Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, Spinning Gold, and 1001. Wait, did, all... you, did Spinning Gold even... Did, did you even? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did nothing. Uh, April All right. 5th, which is a Wednesday, air courting a legend on a wing and a prayer on Prime Video and the Super Mario Brothers movie. 
this website is also pointing out that it is also an iMac. I bet you that thing's going to look gorgeous in IMAX, too. God damn. Yep. It's going to make Friday, some money. too. It's going to make it, me it a make fucking a... Baconator <laughs> into my belly. <laughs> <That's good>. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, April 7th, Paint with Owen Wilson. Friday, April 24th, Mafia Mama, The Pope's Exorcist, Renfeld, Suzumi, and Sweetwater. Uh, number April 21st, Bo is Afraid, Chevalier, The Covenant, Evil Dead Rise to Catch a Killer. April 28th, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, Big George Foreman. I'll do a pause for Chris. The Black Demon and Sisu. By the way, so you guys have now seen the trailer for Sisu? Yes. Yeah. Which looks awesome, by the I way. I love it. <laughs> it looks like John Wick meets um, a Tarantino movie about killing Nazis, which, again, no one's going to disagree Nazis. with. Like, no one's going to disagree with you on that part of it. So, all right. May 5th, Gardens of the Galaxy, Volume 3. May 12th, Book Club, the next chapter, Hypnotic, Love Again. May 19th, Big Week, Fast 10. May 26th, About My Father, Kandahar, Little Mermaid, The Machine, You Hurt My Feelings. We'll stop there at the end of May. If you want to hear, we do go a little more in depth about some releases we're really excited for all the way up to almost fall. So check out the episode that posted on Friday. Uh, We talked about uh, what we're excited for going into late spring, summer, and very early fall of 2023. And uh, it's a good episode. Uh, We're really proud of that episode. So check that one out. Yes. I know it looks on throughout. Chris, what 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 are you doing over there? You're You're not saying much. I'm just listening to you do all the intro stuff, man. It's all good. Taking it in, I see. Taking it in. <laughs> all right, let's take a look at what's streaming. This week, we're taking a look at Netflix. Uh, I will have the first choice of The Born Identity by director Doug Lyman. Matt Damon, Femke Potent, Chris Matt Cooper. Matt Damon. <laughs> Chris Cooper, Brian Cox, Clive Owen, Julia Stiles, 2002. Matt Damon. Sorry. The Born, the Born Identity. There's a lot of movies today. I think John Wick, one of them, that owes their existence to the Bourne identity and then the the movies that followed. I think the one thing that, Roger, you said at one one time you said what Bourne did, one of the more important things Jason Bourne did, it gave us real-life superheroes. Yeah. It took these guys that we believe that it's it's no longer... Because, right, Jason Bourne was the line, right, where we kind of... It it was like the the gap like the the bridge that gapped or the, the the bridge over the gap that we like from superhero to like real people like Jason Bourne still did it and there are some of those fights that are so well choreographed in that movie that I'm I I still remember I can almost still remember the entire fight in my head even if I haven't seen the movies for a, a while and there's some of those most impressive fight choreography until we got to John Wick well no I will say until we get to like 2017 18 with like Extraction um, Daredevil. What was the movie with Char with uh, Charlie Theron in the eighties? And what was that, Roger? We told Chris to watch it. It was um, Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Blonde. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some of those movies had really impressive fight choreography too. But it, it wasn't until like almost two decades later that we got those. So that's what that's what I want to do. Uh, the Bourne Identity is. I, I think that it was a trailblazer in a lot of ways. But uh, it did wonders for Matt Damon, and I mean he was, he was excellent in that movie. Mm-hmm. And the the born identity, the born ultimatum, and the born supremacy, right? Those are the, those are the first three. Yeah, are born trifecta. Yep, incredible. It's the ones that followed the the born legacy, and then Jason Bourne that weren't quite so good. But which one had Renner? The first in three it? films are good, are excellent. Which one had are, Renner in it? Legacy. 
Legacy, yeah. I thought that, I didn't think that one was terrible. I mean, that it, was the fourth terrible, one, but it's yeah. not well, as good as the other ones. Well, there's yeah, a reason true. that they didn't that the reason they didn't continue with him. So I mean, I'm sure he just tested poorly with with audience. They're like, "Where's Matt Damon? <laughs> Where's Matt, Matt Damon? Damon?" All right, Roger, you have a good one. Burnt by director John Wells, Bradley Cooper, Sienna Miller, Daniel Bruhl, Emma Thompson. What say you about Burnt? So Burnt is a chef movie about uh, Bradley Cooper's character. His name's Adam in the movie that uh, he used to be a like James Beard award winning chef, like top tier chef in Paris. And then he kind of had a meltdown because um, he's like a um, sorry. He's an addict, drugs and alcohol style. And he's trying to like rebuild his life and trying to get his kitchen back in line. It gets uh, sabotaged from the inside, that sort of thing. So um, it's it's an interesting story if you if you like chef movies and if you know anybody's ever dealt with, uh, uh, you know, drugs and alcohol issues it's kind of like a redemption story but it's not like as it's not like a great story it's just you know kind of surviving i mean it, it, there's all those kind of chef movies always appeal to me so this is the second one i've talked about recently when i talked about chef with uh um john favreau yeah favreau in it you know i just talked about that recently burnt's not a great movie but i i like it i think it's nifty so there you go. Well, I, I've seen Burnt, and it, I mean, you keep on saying it's not a great movie. I think the movie just has a certain kind of appeal to it, and mm-hmm. if if you like, I don't know, if you like damaged goods kind of like yeah. you know plots, I think it is a very good movie in that vein, honestly. But I like I sad see shit, that. so whatever. You know, I could see that, but it's Bradley Cooper isn't a he's a well above average actor. He's the kind of guy you like. You're you're streaming through movies, and you see that he was in that, but you've not seen it, but you watch it because you know Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's really that strong of an actor, so yeah, it's it, that's a that's a good one, Roger. And you have you mentioned one, Chris. I haven't seen it in a while, though I remember it quite well. Secret Window with mm-hmm. uh, director David Coep, Johnny Depp, Mar- Maria Bello, John Turturro, two thousand four. Tell us about that one. So Secret Window is a psychological thriller, and it, it's a movie that I remember seeing uh, way back. And after us talking about movies, we wanted to pick out for what streaming. I think I'm going to revisit it because I do remember liking this film i just know that the the whole idea of the struggling writer you know kind of in a writing block can't seem to find his way all along the lines of his life going to shit recently and then him having basically a, a psychotic break that leads to you know a couple of plot twists and then a twist ending and it's not m night Shyamalan, but it does have uh that style of twist to the movie which is a fantastic uh, like viewing if you haven't seen it yet so definitely worth your time. I think it's got a it's got a great cast. It's just one of those ta- those older movies that doesn't get talked about very much. But it, I think it's a solid film. Honestly, I think I think you mentioned that you you think otherwise, Grayson. But I I, th- I think it's a good one. I remember not liking it. I, I also remember it being like seventy one minutes, like super yeah, it's, it's, short. Yeah, it's, it's not very long, uh, which makes me think they cut a lot out of it. Okay. Uh, again, it's hard to salvage a good movie when you cut so much out that like people realize the running length is so low. I mean, it, maybe it wasn't, but I remember the time thinking, God, that was such a small run length. Uh, but I, I, I remember the twist. I'm not going to say it here, but I remember the twist. Mm-hmm. But I also remember like the, the movie is he's trying to figure things out, and there's this guy, Shooter, trying to help him. Um, with John Turturro plays him Shooter. very well. Uh, Mr. Shooter. That, that, that's his name, right, Chris? Shooter? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought. But like again, there's a... There's a reason that's his name, mm-hmm. but the movies it does have an M Night Shyamalan style twist without it being made by M Night Shyamalan. 
mm-hmm. which is interesting that maybe if you did some research, you would find out that that was a script he was attached to and then bailed for whatever reason. But I mean, I could see that happening. Yeah. Unless, I mean, was, was, was that adapted from a book? I believe it was a book. Yes. Okay. So that can't be right then. But I remember <laughs> the, the ending being like kind of one of those like, whoa, it's kind of a mind blowing ending. Yeah. And I remember him biting into the corn and then the, and then it ends. Yep. You remember the last I shot do. of him? Yeah, which is a very weird last shot, but it gets the point across. It, well, it, it's it's thematically relevant is the point, mm-hmm. but yeah. that was because Pirates was doing so damn well at the, at, at the point that he had just been in Pirates of the Caribbean, which literally took the world by storm. Was that so, the same time? Oh, my God. Well, Pirates was 2003, the summer of 2003. The Secret Window was summer of 2004. See to me, the secret window seems like it came before Pirates in my in my in like in my head for some reason. But nope. yeah, I mean, yeah, Pirates two thousand three, secret window two thousand four. So can't lie about the dates. So long ago, <laughs> it was so long ago. Damn, I was in <laughs> high school. Let's talk about some trailers. We have yes. <clears throat> All right, and I know um, Bo is afraid. This is one that Chris, you had asked us to take a look at with um Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. What are, just, what are we thinking about this? This is A24 Ari Aster, the same the same team that did Roger as you and I. We love to we love to hate on these movies Midsummer and what was the other one? Um Hereditary. Oh, Hereditary. 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 You know, we acknowledge that they're good movies, we just personally it's just not our thing. Mm-hmm. So, nope. what w- what are we thinking about Bo is afraid? Well, Dude. so like the main reason why I brought it up is cuz it it has just from the trailer, it has very much uh Everything Everywhere All at Once vibes, which are very recent from you know all the Oscar stuff we did and talked about. But just the way the trailer seems, it's very out there. It's very, what's happening? Is it real or is it not real? Like, is this all in this guy's head? So there's a lot happening here within this trailer. And when, when and if we see the film, I think there's going to be even more going on, which is just going to be kind of jarring. But yeah, the, the, that's why I thought it was an interesting look at. And did it, did it as far as you're watching the trailer, did it meet what you thought your expectations were going to be? I mean, I didn't have any expectations besides the fact it looked weird as hell and has Joaquin Phoenix in it, who's also weird as hell. <laughs> He's definitely... Uh, shit looks whack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Shit looks whack, bro. Um, I, I, I just see you just sent um, Asher Angel from Shazam could be Johnny Rico. Johnny fucking Rico. <laughs> Johnny fucking Tell Rico. me, listen. Tell me it doesn't fit, though. No, that 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 would fit. That would sadly fit. Um, what about Kick-Ass? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay, he's I like can see 35, that. though. Yeah, but he still looks like he could be younger. That's the thing. Anyway, we're getting off track. But uh, Bo's afraid. I'm for you. Well, okay, me because I'm I'm excited <laughs> for whoever's going to be Johnny fucking Rico. But so Bo is afraid. I I, I, th- I think I'm with you, Chris. I think all but all right now it looks to me like it could be interesting. Um, but I it's going to be one of those movies that if you liked Hereditary and you liked. What was the other one? Hereditary, you know, Midsummer. Then you're, I'm sure you'll love Bo is Afraid. It's the same team, same director. You have no reason not to love it. Yeah. But if you didn't like it, then it's going to be a harder sell. I think it has a different, like, I think there's a different through line here beside, uh, like, uncompared to, uh, like, especially a movie like Midsummer. You know what I mean? It's not the same kind of movie. I, I, I would lean on if you were more akin, if you liked ever, everything everywhere all at once, this will probably be a movie that you'll, you'll want at least, you know, have on your radar. Because it does, it feels like that just from the trailer to me. I agree. Actually, that's a, that's a good point. A movie that just won multiple Oscars. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a good day to be a, to be a smaller movie like that. Because it just you know if you're coming off of that and you liked it and just won Oscars, you're more likely to check out a movie like Bo is Afraid than not to check it out. Well, like so I looked at the dates on the um 
on the trailers that I saw, like the like the the most recent ones, and it looks like they put this trailer out a little bit after uh, everything everywhere at once got a lot of its nominations. So maybe maybe they were unsure what they had here, but then once they saw that you know everything everywhere at once was getting buzz, they're like, okay, we might have something here because our movie's kind of in the same vein. So like maybe that's why it's getting so much push, or it got like like re, like re- revitalized trailers and stuff. But Joaquin Phoenix is always, I think, worth a worth a check. He's worth a check out because he he's he's great. Everything he does, he's always phenomenal. Is it he's fair to say he weird... has some? Is it fair to say he's been in some bad movies though? Yes. Like while while he might be phenomenal, I mean, I think sometimes he has misses. Whether you, it be him or the movies he's in. But what what are you referencing a movie in particular or just in general? Well, just in general, I think. I mean, we all know that you hated the Joker and thought it was a terrible movie, and you know, scored I gave it, way it a too seven. Low. I didn't but... hate anything. I didn't. <laughs> I don't. Yes, I did not love the Joker, but I, I thought I thought he was phenomenal in the Joker. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I don't know how much like its appeal is going to be walking Phoenix compared to like how the movie just seems like it's kind of out there. Which well, is, I, you know. I also think that because uh, the second Joker film, um, what Jolie Defoe or something, something is is on the horizon, that maybe that's why they decided to do this one with him as well, is to get mm. no name recognition. Okay. Because yeah, the fair. second Joker movie is going to do with with him and Lady Gaga is going to do insane money too. So, yeah, it's it's worth it to try to you know hype train off your own actor. Absolutely. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Knights of the Zodiac. Oh yeah, Chris. I'll let you lead the charge on this one. Oh, so Knights of the Zodiac is a trailer we saw that has absolute ties to anime and action action style cartoons in general. It is in partnered with Toei Animation who is a huge anime studio and watching this trailer the first time it pulled me right in because it looks like it has very stylized fight sequences and just kind of like in your face animations but like rewatching this trailer like do you guys notice that there's even like the uh the cliche anime style training arc where they talk oh, about yeah. Yeah, so oh, yeah. it, it does it screams learns his true power will be unstoppable yeah, right like <laughs> yes <laughs> this this thing screams like power rangers-esque like action anime movie and i'm here for it this is one of my picks in our b episode last week for things we're excited for this thing looks like it could it's going to be either extreme hot garbage or it's going to be a diamond in the rough i think i think this movie looks looks interesting as hell i can't wait to watch this in theaters well i can understand that especially if it if i can watch it in theaters i'm definitely going to check it out if i catch it on streaming i might check it out i know that would be a flaw for a lot of people but i think that's a movie that would really benefit from seeing it on the big screen you know seeing the Mm -hmm. seeing the image in 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 the in the the heightened sound would really do it benefit yeah and, and and it's not it's not a terrible cast either and it's got sean beam in it I was gonna say so, Sean Bean and Femke Jensen are a man. They are they are a plus actors. Yeah, and I'm, it's it's got a theatrical you know release date and stuff. I don't know. I'm excited. I want this thing to be at least interesting and at least fun. That's all I want out of it. But I'll be happy if it is. Well, I mean, if you're right and there's a lot more of these to come, then maybe this mm-hmm. is like the first of a phenomenon. Who knows? Yeah. Ahem. Shit looks whack, bro. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> listen, you want to know what listen, looks whack? Let's talk. You about know what... it looks whack. I don't, listen. I, I, don't, I said it looked flack. I, I agree. Not not those words exactly, but th- th- there could be some fun stuff here. Let's talk about one day as a lion with J.K. Simmons and Scott Kahn. What is going listen, on here? Listen, I just assume it's some like John Wick style movie, and I'm here for it too. With J.K. Simmons <laughs> killing people, <laughs> you, know right, what, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, Knock around, guys. Do you remember that one, Roger? I know yeah, you remember that. One. I We've do. Talked about that one before. 
that one was not good. <laughs> Horrible movie that one is. That's but. one of my favorite things when Vin Diesel's there with his fucking shirt off in that club, and he's like 500 street fights. The guy's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's like, "That's how much it takes to determine whether you're a tough guy or not." Then he breaks that dude's jaw. Jesus, 500 street fights. It's a lot of street fights. A lot of punishment. Yeah, I don't think John Wick's done that many fights. But you know, not five hundred, not with his fist. Fuck no! It's just one of those what movies. Guns that, are for. It's just one of those movies that looks weird. One day as a lion, it just looks strange. Um, not not that I'm saying it that look makes it look bad. It's just I have a feeling this is one of those movies that it's made for streaming, and whatever they can make theatrically, they're going to make it. But this is made for streaming primarily. You think so? I think it's a lower budget thing. It's an idea they got some. I mean, look, Scott Kahn's not really a big deal. J.K. Simmons, he is a big deal, but. I'm sure that he's, he was like, I'll give you three days maximum. And like, all right, JK. All right, come on. But I mean, we'll I want to sit in the rocking chair for part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I want my scene to take place on the porch and I don't want to leave it because we see him on the porch several times in the trailer, like several different scenes, like yep. several different phrases he's saying. So it's probably his actual house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, JK, we'll, we'll come to you and we'll set up your house. Okay. Okay. Fine. Give you one week. <laughs> All right. Bo is afraid. Knights of the Zodiac and one day as a lion. I'll admit some of those look very, very odd, but I, I'm sure people will like them. Trifecta of weird. Trifecta is of weird indeed. All right, gentlemen. All right, Let's Knights get the, into it. Knights of the Zodiac is going to be Mortal Kombat good. And you know what I mean? Well, I mean, listen, that's high praise. <laughs> are we talking about Kano? Like Kano alone? Because he has the best lines in that movie. We're talking about like 90s Mortal Kombat. No, we're talking about the new Mortal Kombat that we all rated very low but had a fun time We hate the movie. The movie's terrible, but we loved it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, gentlemen. Time has come to discuss a very important movie in theaters today. John Wick, Chapter 4. Yes. Let's I mean, get some particulars out the way. Important for a lot of reasons. I agree. Tomato Meter. 94%. Oh, yeah. Audience score? You guys want to take a guess? 100. 412. Say it's 100. 412. 94. Also 94. So. Oh, okay. Look, that's con- that's as consistent as you get. The same tomato and audience score. That's awesome. Yeah. Good good for John Wick. I didn't I didn't think it was going to be that high, but I thought it would be high, but not quite that high. All right, let's talk about some particulars. Keanu Reeves, obviously, Donnie Yen, Ian McShane, Bill Skarsgård, Lawrence Fishburne, Clancy Brown, um, Hiroyuki Sanada, again, the Swordmaster I always talk about. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance Reddick, uh, Shemier Anderson, Scott Adkins, Marco Zor, Natalie Tina, directed by Chad Stileski, written and created by... Sorry, Derek Kolstad. Sorry, but they they all work together in tandem. So it's important to realize. It's important to know. I think they did all four of them in that in, in those positions. Same kind of team, right? Yeah. So, Roger, what is this chapter of John Wick about? Killing people. All right, let's move to score it. Yeah, I mean that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> Killing people with just. Man, it's watching him kill people. I have such a grin on my face the entire time. It's kind of scary, actually. A weird thing to is say, it? right? It is. It, it, well, I mean, is it weird though, or are you just so damn happy to? I I talked to you guys about this before, and this is like a little bit of a jumping ahead. But watching him beat those guys to a pulp with a pair of nunchucks was, I think, one of the culminations of my movie-going experience. Yeah, no, I'm here for it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. But all right, so where where do we start in John Wick Chapter Four? But better yet. 
let's do a little recap for John Wick. Just take okay, three, sure. two or three, through two or three minutes and do recap the first three movies, at least in a broad scale scope where we where we've been. So I'll I'll handle this for just a minute. So John Wick one, John's wife dies. Somebody kills his dog. John kills a lot of people. John Wick two <laughs> takes place like a week later. Still kind of pissed off because now he had to kill a bunch of mob boss people. Now people are coming after him. So now he's killing everyone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. John Wick three takes place like the day after John Wick two. He really pissed off some people, broke some rules, killed some people, has to get some kind of uh, redemption. We learn a little bit more about John's past, and he kills people. And at the end, he falls off a roof, and uh, he goes underground for a while. And then we pick up like six months later. He gets shot off a roof. Sorry, shot off a roof. Shot and then then bounces his way down off of things. (laughs) Like six stories, yeah. Like any like something that would kill hundred out of a hundred people, but not John Wick. I mean, he does have a you know his suit is made to protect him. Sure, sure, but so. I mean, he takes an incredible amount of punishment. Mm-hmm. But man, I, I'm just there, there's there's a weird kind of suspension I'm willing to do to just get into the John Wick movies. Yeah, you're it's like just, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll see. It's it's imp- so that that's not a terrible sum up, but it's also important to note. The, the rules that govern the John Wick universe are it's very important to know going into I think John Wick 4 chapter 4 because so much has taken place already with the rules of the Continental the rules of you know the, the, this world of assassin that they have what a marker is how you how you redeem a marker how you enforce a marker um, a, a ticket you know there are all these rules in this world that I think are what's so intriguing about it to, to be honest Mm-hmm. And um, we are at the point in the story where John Wick is being hunted by a lot more people than ever before. The bounty on his head is now much higher than it's ever been. Yep. And um, this is it. Where the Continental is. See the con- See that's the thing is like I-, I was always kind of weary moving away from the Continental ever. Like I hated going to the Middle East. I hated going to Morocco. Not that I hated the dogs or Halle Berry. I just I hated going to them to to Morocco. Um, I, I couldn't stand that. I, I I thought the whole thing should should have taken place in New, in New, New York. Mm-hmm. I just thought it should have been like, well, again, it's not. I'm not trying to say what I thought should have been. I just it would have been, I think, more interesting if each chapter in the John Wick universe was a day or a night in the life of John Wick. Or I mean, is that asking know, too much? I think that's probably too much because. If they don't ever leave New York, you don't get the scene in this movie where he's riding a horse, chasing people down and gunning them down with a pistol. And yeah, you know, I'm here for it. So fine. Yeah, fair. fair. I, I, I do think a lot of that imagery, and this is going to be weird to say, but a lot of the imagery that, that we, we've got in this movie from, from that, and um, I, I know I've seen it in The Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, uh, I I want to say that a lot of the imagery might come from somewhere. I can't quite place it, but I know I've seen it before. Red Dead uh, Redemption Two, no, where I just I chase people down on a horse and just gun them down. Yes, one hundred percent. But that's in the West, not in the Sands. Thank you, um, um, sir. There is a wide swath of desert that you ride swath. through. Good for you using the word swath. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't place it, but I know I've seen those visuals before, but I just I can't place it where. Well, what about you, Chris? What 
You want to chime well, in for a second? Well, I mean, like, I think one place you can have the visuals before was from the la- from John Wick three, right? He's, I think a few of a few scenes take place in the desert, so maybe that's We're where you're tracing from. some of his steps. Also, Indiana Jones maybe might be like something oh yeah maybe you're pulling from. Uh, I know the I know what thing the one with him and Sean Connery in it. I think there's a few race horses. The Last Crusade. A few uh, desert chases with some horses involved, so that might be what you're pulling from. I don't know, maybe that or Lawrence Arabia, something like that. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, so we're we're at a very important part in the John Wick universe. Here is um, where it's just this is it, do or die for Wick, and he has to come out on top. A lot more rules you're going to go through in this movie. There's a there's an ability to you know commence a duel, or mm-hmm. it's 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 odd that you can use the the old world rights to invoke the duel, but invoking the duel doesn't protect you until duel time nope i thought, sure I thought that was very i thought that was very strange in a in a in, in, in a in a world governed by rules i thought for sure that was going to come in hand that was going to work on wick's side but does not nope does, does not. not indeed i want to talk about killing people that's the whole movie so all right <laughs> uh well so like i mean john wick taking like the where it begins i think is the best place where you know he, so John Wick at the very beginning of this movie kills the current head of the of the high table is what he does right in a, in an effort to get out and not have to deal with this anymore and the then head at the time but before he gets killed by John Wick says that you know him dying will change nothing because yep, someone you will killing me will change him. nothing yep because he doesn't get replaced that's how the movie starts with John Wick already getting some vengeance on and then it leads right into the next into the next thing which is the continental the events at the continental which the, what happens there really like sets the tone and the stakes for the movie and who has, who has to lose and you know, who needs to come together to make some stuff happen. So I think that's where the movie begins, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and then we, we move pretty quickly into Japan, the continental Osaka, isn't that, isn't that it? Yeah. Osaka is well, again, the same thing. Go, go ahead, Chris. Well, I was, what ha- I mean, what happens to the continental before we go to Osaka is very important. The Continentals re deconsecrated again and then demolitioned. Yeah, yeah, like, it, they they blow it up. Yeah, they have to. They have an hour to evacuate it, and then it gets blown the hell up, and not like a little bit. Like you can see it from another skyscraper, actually exploding floor <laughs> by floor. floor demolition. Yeah, so that's a that's a very big piece of this because one, it's not clear to us until this film what can happen to some of these places you know that you know have protections and you know things along those lines so seeing what can actually happen like what scale where the entire continental can be just gotten rid of in a very violent way is leads to the next thing within the osaka continental because of how nervous everyone is and for good reason because the word is that they're looking for john wick at the osaka one as then the same people show up that just got done demolishing the um, the continental New York. New York. Continental. Well, here's Osaka. the thing: is is we still, even after the fourth movie, which is a little less decisive when it comes to, or definitive when it comes to ending it, but we still don't know like the full power of the high table. Mm-hmm. Like we 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 got we got a glimpse of their power that they can pretty much do whatever. And uh, as as they're as they they have two kind of what liaisons: Bill Skarsgård's one and Clancy Brown's another. But Bill Skarsgård, he's kind of He's really good at the character he plays. Uh, so he's Mar- Marquis de Gramont. I've seen um, I've seen different 
talked about his performance here. I've seen high praise and I've seen very like cliche villain like kind of talks about like his character. I agree with you, Grayson. I think he does a good job in this in this role, and I feel like the you know the villain of this story, which is you know it's meant to be him, is mm-hmm. menacing enough and to where you feel like he has power and he has resources and he's using them to their fullest to take out John Wick, which is what he is meant to do. And I think he does a good job here, honestly. Right? I mean, that I just watched him weird... stab a man in the hand and made him pull his hand off instead of take the knife out. <laughs> which... Which that look like at her, right? But, I mean, I my point is, Skarsgård looks he he looks kind of at home playing these roles. He looks like that's kind of his thing, his oh, forte. Maybe. Yeah, and, I mean, Liz maybe he likes it. It's probably more fun, honestly. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Is that's it's the thing? Generic is. movie bad guy pays just as well as movie good guy. I think the danger <laughs> throwing that out there. I think the danger of going into a fourth movie with you know again kind of like no named villains is just just a high table is like there's no. They wanted to give it like some kind of face. You, this have, time. you have to put a face to at least one person at the table. Yeah. Because yeah. after talking about the table for three movies and still not really seeing anyone up there, except for that that weird messenger from the table we had in the third one, the 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 woman adjudicator, adjudicator who is just like whatever she says goes. It's kind of a weird transition, but I'm I'm glad they did the. I'm glad they made the creative decision to put a face to the high table. Well, at, at, at least like their liaison of the marquee, Clancy Brown. Um, what was his title in this movie? Something He's like the that. harbinger. Harbinger, that's right. But like, as, as far as like, so is he or isn't he high table? He works for the table. But he, is he table or is he not table? Working for the table he's, is one thing, but no, he's below the table. Everybody's below the table. We still don't know who's above the table. Like, who's calling the shots? The table calls the shots. Yeah, but in in the very beginning of this movie, John Wick eliminates the table. No, he eliminates the head of the high table. There are who still then, other people who then okay, just gets fair, replaced. Fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's okay. Fair enough that we know that he. Okay, so that's I'm just trying to get it all keep keep all the rules straight here. Is just but we still as I mean we still don't really have a great idea besides that they're just evil people that control everything. The high table. Mm-hmm. And that I think that's one of the things that gives me hope that we will get a John Wick chapter five whenever and the director says this in an interview, whenever Keanu is ready to do it, we will do it. I mean sure. I, I think I do want to talk about like potential you know forward for John Wick, but I, I think that's it's safe to say that to like near the end of the discussion. Sure, sure. But I'm 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 just saying I can't like it's I'm I'm interested to explore more of the high table is what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I mean, in, I just want know, to see more people get shot in the face. Look, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll never say no to that. We saw like an arrow. We saw a lot of people get arrowed to the face. We got saw a tomahawk to the face. It's tomahawk action in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. There's bone actually, arrow action. Yeah. I don't think those are tomahawks. Those are just straight fucking axes, guys. Axe. Okay. Like, fair. <laughs> hey, I don't think it matters. When, I don't think when it goes into your skull. I don't think it matters. What you know? It's just metal still <laughs> going. Fair. I got. Don't care. He's dead. And Ian McShane at the end of the third movie made me so mad. And what happens to Lance Reddick in this movie also kind of like it, – it's right in the beginning. So I don't think it's too much of a spoiler. But they kill off Lance Reddick's character, Charid, mm-hmm. And that really kind of – that really Chirot. upsets me about it. That, that really upsets me. And I don't know why I'm so upset about this. Well, because it's impactful because, like, we like that dude. Yeah, because he's a good dude. He's a dude. But, like, I don't know if – so question. And I don't – you know, I don't – 
I, I just want to ask this because I'm interested in the creative process. Do you think these changes were made because of Lance Reddick's passing recently or that no. was in the script? Zero percent chance. That was not a okay. reshoot. No. So um, let me ask you this. Okay. I'll pose, the, I'll answer your question. Another question. Say this movie starts out differently. Say we get to that scene and, you know, think the conversation happens and then our, our main bad guy shoots uh, the older guy. Uh, what's his name? Winston. In, Winston. Say he shoots Winston and kills Winston in front of, you know, Lance uh, Rick's character. Yeah. Like, do you care as much or do you or like, are you just as mad? And and as he brings like, you know, the death of Winston to John Wick, or do you care more because of who got killed? No, I think if he shoots Winston, you'd be like, all right, I get it. Winston yeah, because that guy was a shit bag doing yeah. shit bag things, right? Especially the way yep. the, the third one ends. Whereas yep. we like Lance Rick's character, yep, and it hurts to see him go, just like it hurt to see the dog pass, just like it hurts to see the things that led us to this point. It's a it's a good way to begin the film and get you right on board with this guy's an asshole. We don't like this guy. Nope. And we're ready for John Wick to find someone and kill somebody. I mean, nothing <laughs> nothing says bad guy like killing a puppy. Nothing true. Says true. Bad guy like killing a baby animal. Like that just like I've I've wondered why because of course the whole John Wick dog thing has become such a meme at this point. You don't mess with the guy's dog cuz you know what's coming next. It's John Wick will find you, but it's just I rewatched those recently and something else I I never considered either is I I I'm now supremely confident that John Wick and nobody are in the same universe. Oh yeah. Because in in, 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 the, in the first film when the son of the when the son of the um of the Russian is talking, he's like nobody's very dangerous. When you give him a reason to be, nobody can be very dangerous. Like there's a reason they keep using that word and there's a reason that the same people that made John Wick made nobody and there's the reason that they called it nobody. Mm-hmm. So I'm very I hope that they do decide to marry these two. And we find that they are in because, I mean, we talk about how it's so hard to get out. And in nobody, he got out and was just living a life. Sort of. Well, he well, sort John of got, got out. out but, John got out, too. But again, you know, it came John, back to him. John, well, same with nobody. Nobody put himself back in. But nobody, even with the, you know, the, the dog and John Wick and the kitty cat bracelet and nobody, it's like they both are out and they both get pulled back in and made by the same people. I'm pretty sure there was some somewhere down the line someone said we got to put these two guys in a movie. Well, one thing one thing I'll say about it in along with nobody and the original John Wick. They get pulled in, but they're the ones that you know, go back. Like they both still could have walked away. I was going to say, yeah, You know, like, even listen, I know it's shitty to think, but even after they burned his fucking house down and killed his dog, okay? He could have still left. He went back and was like, "Fuck mm-hmm. this shit." Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I do. Same with nobody. Mm-hmm. Like he got pissed off and was like, "Fuck these dudes." You know, they they stole this kitty cat bracelet, and then it goes down this rabbit hole where he ends up burning millions and millions of dollars. You know, he could have left. He didn't have to do this, but he did do this. He picked a fight with those people on a bus, and nobody. He did that. It was his call. But he does the same way that John does it. John goes looking for them after they burn his house down and kill his dog. He takes yep. the bus into town and the, like he goes looking for those dickheads. Well, That's yeah. the same thing. The, 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 the parallel between the two movies is definitely there to find. It's just we, you know, we always joked about it. But like I'm now supremely confident that there has always been a plan to un, you, you unite those two movies into the same like to confirm they're in the same universe. Look, one thing we do know 
no matter what happens after John Wick 4, is that in John Wick 4, we're introduced to some some of John Wick's homies, right? Some people he is tight with. Respect him. They respect each other. They play by the rules. You know, they're not always on the same side, but uh, they both, they all know how it works, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think is something we we should talk about. So let's talk about... um, moving on to the continental Osaka here for a second. Okay. Yeah. So we got to start going forward. So, you know, John ends up in Japan in Tokyo or in Osaka and goes in and he's at a continental and he, we have no idea how he gets there, <laughs> how he gets into the building because, you know, John and turns out, you know, he's still getting services there, even though he's not supposed to. Yep. So, I mean, which that really, really leads to more stuff and a different path. And we meet somebody who is hired. We meet Kane who is hired to kill John, not because he wants to, because his daughter's life's at risk, you know? Mm -hmm. So somebody else who's being forced into, into work. Now, see, he's being forced where John and um, Hank from nobody chose to come back. Right. Yeah, I agree that that's Correct. that's a different Correct. scenario. Right. So, yeah, man, like I think Kane's an awesome character. I really do. I uh, you're never crazy. gonna. It's again. It's I like the idea of a blind assassin, but you're never gonna convince me that he was able to do what he's able to do. I just can't get behind it. So one thing with Kane though is he wasn't always blind. He blinded himself, as like John cut his finger off. You know what I mean? Like, that was his thing. That's what he chose to do, to punish himself. So it's not like he learned to fire a gun when he was blind. He continued to learn. He adapted to continuing using a gun because he's blind. And I believe that something like that could happen. Like, And they go a long way into showing you some realism in some of the stuff that he does. Like, with the doorbell sensor thing. Oh, yeah. I think that's fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, because as soon as you're like, what the fuck's he doing? Because I don't, didn't you immediately think that they're bombs, like explosives? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then a doorbell chimes and he shoots somebody in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, oh, yeah, this dude is awesome. (laughs) But again, it's once you, once you lose like the proximity of where they are and they're just, because one thing you can't do is react to what they're doing because you can't see it. So how well, he's it, how he's able to fight John, for instance, in the next scene when he, when him and John are fighting up in the in the room with all of the the weird like the fold out blinds and the suits of armor and the glass is mm-hmm. all John has to do is not make a sound and the guy can't find him, which we see, but he still somehow manages to close the gap and fight John. But we need a fight sequence, and the movie needs us to need a fight sequence. Well, so I yeah, get that but part, I mean, but well, but so it's semi believable. Like when he makes noise across when John tricks him, like misdirects him because he's blind like he he's mm-hmm. able to do that like that's real stuff yeah but also we, we so we know this guy got out but we don't know when he got out all we know True. is that, that him and john know each other and at some point this guy got out right so it's one of those things where this guy may have been john's better at one point you know but then as time went on and john got better and more known john became the better assassin but this guy could have been you know like john wick level destruction or worse but yep. giving up his eyes has, has brought him down that far. So where we see some superhuman daredevil-esque, you know, ability to still fight and kill, he may have been better than John before he lost his eyesight. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is what brought him down to, like, you know, to where it's, it's almost an even match between these two. 
Well, sure. Also, I, but I also, John, John's way more tired at this point than what that guy yep. is. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's uh, He's been fighting everyone where this guy's only having to fight John and like yep. a couple others before that. So one thing I do want to mention there, who plays Kane is Donnie Yen, who is a legendary martial artist. Um all kinds of all kinds of uh martial arts movies from uh China and Japan like that's kind of like his market man so that's mm. it was kind of cool to see him get in there and this is not the first time he's played a blind person by the way no he plays true. the blind guy in Rogue One <laughs> which I thought was hilarious yep. um so yeah I mean I don't know I, I think John I think Donnie Yen's awesome so mm-hmm. dude uh, dude can put on a real realistic looking fight that's for sure well, no, I, I'm not. It's just it's a tough sell, especially when they're later when they're together going up those stairs. He'd have a really hard time judging distance or anything. That's just kind of where I like me. But like, again, by that point, you're so suspended that well, do you, do, does it really matter? I think they go out of their way to show you a little bit of realism because like, you know, obviously Kane is blind, so he doesn't have any really wasted movement. Like everything he does is efficient as his body can make. Like his head's cocked to the side, so you can hear out of his dominant ear better. Mm-hmm. And you know he's he's always moving his uh, his sword. Um, he's always tapping it, always moving it forward. And then when he does make contact, it's short, efficient, like pow, pow, pow. You know, because he knows he's got to make the fast move. Like he can't wind up a haymaker and throw it. And even the fact when he run, encounters people that are on the ground, when he stabs them, like he doesn't ram it. It's just tap, 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 yep. you know, making sure that it, it's done. It's quick. It's over. So he can keep moving because he has to, because he's adapted to killing people that way. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. Uh, it's just one of those, like, it's just one of those things. that's like really hard to sell. Okay. So, but, but I mean, uh, okay. Uh, on your point that it's hard to sell. Cause like, here's the thing you're talking about something being hard to sell in a movie titled John wick. And, where this whole movie is a hard sell if you really want to break it down, right? You've already brought it up it once, you know, like when we talked, you know, there's no cops. Where can the no one police? shoot him in the face? Yeah, well, no why the no police? Face. Can no one shoot him? But like, yeah. let, me, okay, let, let me ask something I thought of while I was watching the fourth, just the fourth movie is, do you remember the, the book of Eli? Yeah. With Denzel? Yeah. Did you buy the big reveal at the end that he did the whole thing and he's blind? 100%. See, Again, I did, but it was like I don't know if I bought it. Well, like I was like, I was so invested in what was going on that I, I just didn't like. I I was like, oh my god, that's so awesome. And then like, hmm. the part of me that's like, wait a minute, he couldn't have shot those birds when he was blind. He couldn't have. But then they keep saying it's faith, it's faith, it's faith, it's faith, it's faith. Mm-hmm. I get that. But, I mean, it's this kind of same way in here is Donnie Yen is a uh, Kane's a very dangerous assassin at the, at the worst of times. And now he doesn't. He, he's adapted quite well. So I mean, look, I, I I didn't want to talk too much about that. I just I thought it was an odd touch to make him blind. But it's again, it's one of those things that it's a self imposed. I, I think it's more important that it was self imposed than anything else. Yeah. About the injury it is is he did it to himself, which is I I think one of the cooler aspects of the movie when you, when when you learn that everyone has to do that to themselves eventually. So I mean that's kind of the penance that they all have. But yeah. Well, I it, do it also enjoy put, that part it, of it. It also does a good job of putting John and this and Donnie on even footing, because like they've both given up something and like have both tried to be out of this game. So like yep. like they both just want to be done with this like desperately for different reasons. So they both have the same things at stake, just at like different levels of where they're at. Yes, of course. That's what makes them 
makes a movie like this so interesting is it's, it's what gives John Wick movies life when other movies like this kind of tend to go flat at certain points. Mm-hmm. But at, at no point does, at no point, I don't think, does John Wick, there's a point in this movie where it kind of slows down a bit with the, when they're with the, the card game kind of thing. What What is that thing? What, they're all sitting around the half table. Yeah. The, the movie does the, lose a little bit of gas then, but it, it, but it picks it right back up. So, I mean, it's not. You know so, what though? Hold on. I, I don't even think it loses gas then. I think it really sets, uh, really shows you how, how things work in that little world that they're in. You know, where you flip cards over and high card gets to pick. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. I'm, you know, I'm, talking, I'm talking about the, the, the mobster in the purple suit. Yeah, he's talking about the oh, guy. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I'm so, I didn't. Okay. Well, but we're talking thing, about though. different different scenes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. I I I I kind of had a weird thing with that scene too, where like I didn't understand why we had had to have all the characters there, right? So I I don't get, understand why nobody is there. I don't understand why Donnie's there either, because like everything that happens doesn't require those two, but yet it, it shows them in a couple points, like throughout all the entire engagement. But like John's the one that grabs the card and cuts the fat guy. Right. So sure. he's, he puts that into motion. So that doesn't need the other two to make that happen. They don't distract the guy or nothing. He just kind of does it and begins this process. Those two being there don't do anything to the point where they play out an entire like long action scene with John and this guy running away from him. And then they cut back to when all that began, like five minutes later in the film, to like go over what happened in their like from their perspective, meaning that that neither perspective mattered to each other, but they just wanted to have the characters there. It was confusing. I think that was the one misstep scene wise that I had. Was like those they weren't necessary there, but like they had them paid and like all right, let's let's do some let's do this with with everybody here because so. it felt very out of place at that point. I uh, I won't disagree with you that it does feel out of place. I did laugh really hard at that scene though, when Kane throws the flashbang and he's like, "Ha! Now you can't see." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to the dark. Because yeah. listen, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it no, I agree. It, it is blind it's guy like... throwing flashbangs. Ooh, the irony, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, but it is. That's the thing. It is. I mean, it's it's a good because you don't get too many laugh points. And and John, I mean, like that's something that like a well placed laugh it does wonders for a movie like this because you're, mm-hmm. you know, it, it lightens it, it gives it some levity, uh, but it's it does it it does help. What I'm trying to say it certainly does help a well placed yeah. laugh. I don't know. So I want to talk about the scene that I thought we were talking about there, the where they pick out the duel, where they set the parameters of the duel. Okay. When so like John's there and they're flipping cards over. I love yeah. the interaction where he was just like he flips it over and. He's like when, and John's like now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And> he's like, <laughs> and then he's like blades, pistols. <laughs> it's like yes, this is awesome. Yeah, I so. did like the way that they that they kind of like settled those things where it's randomized chance. Whoever mm-hmm. whoever draws the larger number, you know, their Gets bid wins. Yeah, I like yep. that. That was actually kind of well, neat. In the in in the CD underworld of the assassins, that's that makes a lot of sense too. Is there's a Chris, you just said something about a misstep uh, this mm-hmm. movie had. I I, th- I think it had a couple of them. That guy misstepped right off the waterfall. <laughs> True. But let's. <laughs> there's a we're we're, we're going to gush a lot about this movie in the next at least half half an hour. Let's talk about some missteps though. The you, well, you well I, I already called out one. Okay. Uh, so I'll call it. I'll call it the biggest misstep. Okay. Uh, this movie is way longer than it needed to be. Okay. And listen, 
I don't think that it's paced poorly. I don't think it feels long. But this movie's damn near three hours long. And has the audacity to have an end credit scene. <laughs> yeah, well, so Okay, so here's the thing. If it doesn't feel long and it's paced well, then I argue why does that matter? Because well, I think legitimately this is supposed to be John Wick 4 and 5 together. So I think I've read things where that is true. It was meant to be two films to begin with, but then they combined them into one and made it work, which I'm glad they did. But like, if the I feel like the movie has no real wasted space, which when I have a long movie, that's my biggest argument you know, against it. I don't feel like there was any wasted space. I do feel like it was paced well, and I don't feel like, you know, I feel like if we left anything out, we wouldn't have had the complete story for the end that we had. And I had a and I had a good time the entirety of of, the, of my time there. So I okay. disagree that it was too long, but that's just my opinion on it, you know, compared mm-hmm. to yours. But well, I, I actually think it felt good because, like, you know, when Lord of the Rings, when like you know, movies like Lord of the Rings are as long as they are, but you know, you don't feel like it's a waste of time because you get a complete story. I think that's the same mm-hmm. here, especially with it being you know like kind of the capstone on like John Wick's part of this story. Possibly. Well, I uh, I legitimately feel like there are scenes like the entire nightclub fight scene. Okay. Mm-hmm which legitimately from start to finish is like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know it doesn't feel that long, but it really is that yeah, long. Yeah. And then the entire arc de triumph circle fight, dude, that goes on forever. <laughs> and as every time I laugh when somebody gets hit by a car, but like we watched the same thing happen like six different times. Right. Mm hmm. Like, legitimately? Yeah, yeah. So, when we get to scenes like that, because, look, do we need that scene of him? Listen, you want to have him badass drive around shooting people? Cool. Listen, I got no problem with that. But it ends up we're having a gunfight in one of the most trafficked spots in the whole fucking world. Yeah. And that was kind of cringy to me, honestly. Because, like, listen, at first, I was like, listen, if that whole scene was, like, four minutes, I'd be like, all right, that was badass. But it's, like... 18 minutes yeah well and l- 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 let me ask you this wouldn't traffic have been like dead stopped yes into yes that because, like, and there also would have been anymore? there also would have been like army a thousand police every, officers yes, yes. <laughs> they, they would have called in whatever the france national yeah Guard there would have been yeah. a fucking like tactical strike team on the way <laughs> choppers in the air swat vans swarming i mean yeah, look th- this just isn't some random town it's fucking the capital of france you know <laughs> yes. it's fucking Paris. <laughs> yeah. It's not some sleepy little hamlet 200 miles outside of the capital. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. So, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Do you guys know how many times he got hit by a car in that scene? John? Yes. Did you count? Like six? I did. He got hit by five different cars. Okay. Dude, when he got bounced off that van. <laughs> I just... No, like, you got hit he by a car five He sits on the ground for a second. Times. He's just like... <sighs> I just I just couldn't believe he got hit by five cars. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. I mean, you got to the director is a stunt guy. So, you got to like they they definitely had fun constructing these scenes. Of that I have no doubt. Oh yeah. I think they got a little carried away at times though too, and that's I think that's important to note is I don't think Rogers um claim of it being cuz I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking we're not going to see the duel in this movie. They're, we're not going to see it because it's it's already been running for two hours and fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. And, and then we get to the duel. I was very surprised that we got what we got with the duel because it is much longer. So, which again well, makes me think that maybe this is the finality of John Wick. I look. I hope it's not because I have a lot of fun with these movies, but I also don't want them to kill the character. 
Well, well one so, of the th- one of the thing I want to bring up, I want to talk about another drawn, long drawn out scene. Okay, and it's not because I don't like it, but I wonder what the rationale behind this is. Right? Let's talk about the stairwell scene for a minute. Okay. Okay. Two hundred and fifty steps. Right. Two hundred and seventy steps. Right. How many times does John Wick get knocked all the way back to the bottom of this step? I mean, I, twice. They, yeah. So I think I think he gets knocked to the bottom once. He starts at the bottom once, though, too. So he's down there so, twice. Okay. So the one, the only real problem that I have with that, right, listen, I think that whole scene is fucking awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like when him and Kane by the end of it are like dragging each other up the stairs, like that's cool to me. Okay. Like I think that's great. The only real problem I have with it is at one point before they take their first, he takes his first step up. He looks at his watch and has like four minutes. <laughs> you, you know what I mean, right? Like he oh, looks yeah, at his no, watch yeah. and it's like sunrise is six oh three a.m. Mm-hmm. It's like five fifty eight. Yep. <laughs> and then we get a nineteen minute fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like, are look, you complaining? Look, it, no. But here's the thing: his watch just could have said quarter to six. Yeah, yeah, right. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, why? Why have the why have the scrutiny available to you? Yeah, like you why? Know? Why do that? Now, listen. I think that whole scene is hilarious and cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like terribly aimed gunshots at some points for people, but oh yeah, it's like th- that's cool. But I'm like, I don't know why they chose to do it that way to make that such a time crunch. Listen, that could have taken place any point during that evening, you know. Yep. So. I think I think that scene's awesome, but I don't know why they they put that little caveat in there that it's supposed to be like five minutes before. Yeah, because especially since like like they they literally do it to themselves. You could shoot yeah. that whole scene, look back at, at you know at your edits and go, okay, you know we spend seventeen and a half minutes here. Let's yeah. you know when he looks make at it, his watch, make it say fifteen minutes. Yeah, right. Sure. Like, look look at his watch and, and make it say you know six you know five forty five done. Yeah, you know, easy sure, fix. fine. <laughs> No one argues with that. Yep. Like, you know, that's the classic, hey, we got this, the bomb's counting down, there's 30 seconds left, and we have five minutes of scene coming, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, that's the And then we cut to, and then we cut to 19, 18, 17. Yeah. That's, you know, very tropey at this point. Well, but the other part of it is, too, is, like, they don't even get, like, a countdown thing, like, because he never looks at his watch again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just keeps fighting because <laughs> it's not like he's like, oh, shit, I got to get there. You know, he's just going and going and going, kick back down, going and going yeah. and going, kick back down. But so. also, I, I mean, but also John Wick endures a ton of punishment in this movie. Too. He does. Of course, he does. savage punishment, which I really he appreciate. He inflicts a lot of punishment. But I also appreciate the fact that because when he gets kicked down the stairs, he almost doesn't get back up. He almost he's almost like, you know what? I cannot do this. And then. And comes Kane and says, That's "When Kane comes, yep. if you do, if we don't fight, my daughter's life is forfeit. So we have to do this. So I have to yep. help you to the top." Which again, I I appreciate the kind of camaraderie enemy thing they have going on there. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting dynamic, though, too. Especially well, especially given who the Clancy Brown character is, too. I, I think that mm-hmm. was, you know, awesome as well. Um, I, so other missteps. I I, well, I I this is a I understand that the, it's it's hard to make. Before Jason Bourne, a lot of movies tried it. After Jason Bourne, a lot of movies tried it and failed. It's mm-hmm. hard to make a guy like this feel like it's he's invincible, but it's he's so highly trained it's believable. There okay. definitely was none of that before before B- Bourne. I you don't I don't care what you say about James Bond. None of those movies 
I get there's like a there's like a uh, there's like a cheeky cadence to those Bond movies about like well it's James Bond he's gonna survive you know like and then you know same with the Mission Impossibles it wasn't until I didn't take Mission Impossible seriously until MI four and I'll tell you what did it is because in MI Mission Mission Impossible is you know it's a I thought that was a vehicle for Tom Cruise you know people were obsessed with it for a while I thought it was great and then like the second one came along and just it combined aspects of every genre, every action movie you could. John Woo had a good time with it. You know, they they did all these camera angles where like a simple ramp off of a, uh, a, a simple taking a bike off of a ramp. They cut it so it looked like the bike was in the air for like 15 minutes and it really wasn't. But, you know, it's just like those things, they had fun with it. And then three with the rabbit's foot, is it just, it's so ridiculous at times. But then MI4 comes along and Jeremy Renner's character centers ethan hunt's character when they're like no no you don't understand what they did to his wife julia you mm-hmm. don't understand this is personal for him now he's going to kill anyone who gets in his way and he's going to do it so that's when i first started taking mission impossible seriously is number four same with john wick though is there's a point in these movies and i decided early in the first movie that i'm going to take this seriously because I, it's something to do with the movie or keanu or whatever the reason i i thought i should just always take it seriously so i always have okay yeah but in in, so in, I, in that kind I'm of respect, sorry. it's sorry. I'm in that kind of respect. So, and what I start off that little tread diatribe saying was, do you buy that he's not? Ju- he's not invincible. He's not. But he's nope. so well trained that he's almost untouchable. That's what I'm asking you. Do you buy the character of John Wick as it's presented? I, I do, I and mean, that's because I we've, do. Had, we've had characters that are that trained before this that we've bought as well, right? Like, you know, you have your James Bonds and stuff like that. You know, you have your Bournes. So there's no reason why John Wick can't just be the next progression or another rendition of, of that kind of character. You know, there's nothing that takes that, that, you know, I can take away from it with. It's just, it's happened before. It'll happen again in movies. And they do a good job of making it sellable and believable because he does take damage in these films. We've seen it. You know what I mean? And not only does he take damage, but he... He he has situations where he looks like he okay he's gonna lose. Now he gets mm-hmm. ex mocking that out of a couple of them, sure. But you know what? That's also a piece of the story of this film is that even within this realm of assassins, he's always had help at certain points. He doesn't yeah. do anything on you know completely on his own, one hundred percent in each of these films. Every single film he has some help along the way for one reason or another, and that also makes it more believable because you know there's points where he would lose. But because he's made the relationships he has, and because of who he's who he is and who he became, he gets people on his side. So I think that's very that, believable. I, I understand. So that. Uh, I, I will bring up one thing that is a follow up to Chris, uh, or like a side sidebar to Chris's thing. Think about in John Wick three, right? During one of the the better fight scenes, it's him versus the two guys in the um, the glass room, mm-hmm. and there, you know, legitimately. They're beating the shit out of him. Yeah. And like they stop and let him get up because like they're so excited to be fighting John Wick. They're like, it's a pleasure, you know? Yep. And like they, they're like, they ask him even to the point like if he needs help getting up so he can steady himself so they can have a good, clean fight with John mm-hmm. Wick. Right. Now, John ends up winning those fights, obviously, but that's written in there. So like you were like, okay, John gets this leeway here because. They're happy just to be in, involved to be in that room while he's fighting, you know. Mm, yep. 
So like, and listen, is that plot convenience? Of course it is. But in this world that we see, like they respect John Wick for what he, who and what he is. Mm -hmm. And I think that fits here. Right. Yeah. I think it does. I, I half expect them to be in this movie, you know, helping John because he didn't kill him. He did say, be seeing you, which means be seeing you means uh, as of right now, we're done with our fight. If you die in the next five minutes because of your injuries, I didn't like mean, that's fine. But like as of right now, I'm walking away from this. Yeah. So be you know, they said be seeing you, and then I totally expected those two to be in this movie. Especially when I saw that in the beginning we went to Japan. I was like, Oh, they're definitely gonna be in this movie helping Wick because of the impression that he left that he left with them. And we don't see those guys. I was pretty dis- disappointed in that. I'm I'm not putting it in the category of misstep. I'm just putting it in the category of Grayson's disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, so the the misstep is so the scene Roger you liked about the stairs. Remember when he first walks mm-hmm. up the stairs and all those guys come out of the shadows and they stand there for, and then John Wick's looking up at like twenty dudes and they're all all their guns are holstered. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't one of them just fucking shoot? Like why wouldn't they all just shoot him before he has a chance to get his gun? And that just I think it's it. that I think that's that respect thing, man. I really do. I think respect matters in this world at least a little bit. Um, I, I know it's weird to bring up, but like they have rules, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, so I have one other misstep or something that I don't, I don't think it was a misstep, but I don't know if it really works in this movie. Um, I want to run it by you guys. Cause this, and this might not be the best thing in the world. Um, what about the character of nobody? Is there a reason he's here? Yes. Okay. He's here. Because- what is it? I believe the next John Wick movie is going to be about him. Okay. So, all right. That, that is, that is a fair take, Mm -hmm. but in reference to how he is in this movie, like why does he just randomly show up? Right? Like we don't really know. Yeah. And I think one of the missteps of this movie is not giving us any, like, give me, give me two minutes of backstory on this dude. Yeah. 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 And I will never have a problem with it. We don't get that. I mean, maybe, maybe we never will. Maybe we get that if he gets his own spinoff thing, whatever. Sure. Listen, I would definitely watch it if it's the same team. No doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand this character. I don't understand why he's here at all. And the weapon of his weapon of choice is interesting, by the way. Yeah, that like that slug shotgun and stuff yeah. like an, an incendiary shotgun thing. Yeah, it was OK, awesome. so. Let's talk about my favorite scene of the movie. Yes. Yeah, I think the overhead. Yes. 100%. I think all three Dude, of our favorites. Yeah. One of the, the overhead. Oh my God. Listen, I figured you guys were just going to be like drooling over the cinematography of this, right? Oh, I was. I am yeah. right now. The, the, the technical side of this is fucking incredible, man. So for the scene I'm talking about in Grayson and Chris will test is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in an action movie. Okay. It's an overhead shot of like an open floor plan of this building and this single shot. It looks like it's all one shot. The camera just tracks John, not necessarily directly over him, but so that he's always in the camera periphery, just in the middle of this gunfight. And there are pistols there are it's shotguns with incent, dragon's breath rounds, Yo. which are a fairly new development in our world. Um, 
what a dragon's breath shotgun or what a dragon's breath round is, is it is a bullet that has magnesium pellets in it. So it like legitimately ejects fire along with the bullet. So hell yeah, uh, brother dragons. Listen, straight out of fucking call of duty, bro. <laughs> Spraying dragon's breath up in here. And it's an incredibly fun scene to watch. Like do when that guy comes around a corner and John, John just barely gets his uh, vest or his, uh, suit jacket up and like it just envelops fire around him yep. dude that is so fucking awesome so the reason why i can i know that, that 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 scene was well done and how how exciting it is is because what you just said happens right and at one point in this in this long shot they zoom back in and fix the camera angle right mm-hmm. but then not like th- like it's like 10 or 15 seconds later they zoom back out and go back to this overhead view and you didn't roll your eyes and go, oh, okay, here, we're going to do it again. You went, you're like, yes, went, do it again. Yes, do it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, brother, more. Yep. And it's just, it's such a cool decision. And I'm glad they made it because it, it's like, G, it's like, Grand, it's, it's Grand Theft Auto 2 style where you're mm-hmm. just straight up and down and you're just watching him waste people. And the Dragon's Breath rounds work so well here to highlight each kill because otherwise yeah, it, it would be harder to follow. Time. It, it, instead, yeah, you're just you're able to see the whole thing play out, and it's really cool. It's a fantastic shot, and I, I don't know what do you have to say about it, Grayson? Because I loved I, it. I that was my. I was. I had a grin. I was clapping. I was. Mm-hmm. I loved it because it was the cool. It's. It's an interesting way to, to get, uh, to go through a huge body count very quickly. Also, yeah. mm-hmm. um, it's it's but but also you got to understand like there's a there's a technical side of this which like I think that, the guy who's directing it matters because it he understands that like there's also like coolness element to like weapons too in the story that that's awesome to watch that he just wastes so many dudes that that incendiary shotgun thing and it's just it's so satisfying too it gets back to what we thought with the first john wick movie it's so satisfying to what to mm-hmm. watch wick kill people with extreme efficiency and at least with the overhead view you don't really have to worry about so much the little details of the fight because we're over. We're only, we're only seeing one angle of that. Yeah. So you really don't have to worry about the realism of the fight because that's not what's important at that moment. And I thought that was really cool. Agreed. Yeah. No. I mean, it, it works out. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm excited. So I hope. Well, listen. Whether if we ever get whether we ever get another John Wick movie or not is what it is. I would like to see something like that happen again in another fucking sweet action movie. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And like, as long know, as it's done well, I'm here yep. for it. <laughs> Call it the John Wick shot for all I care. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, it's cool. So that leads me into, I guess, my last thing that I'm that I think I have to go over with this film besides the the duel scene, which I'm sure we want to talk about, is uh, the cinematography and the sound. So I know this is something that you're big on, uh, Roger. Usually, but I, I love mm-hmm. the cinema, like good cinematography in, in films. Sounds damn good. All the shots in this film look so good, and so much is on location. It looks like, like the uh, all the Osaka stuff, especially. It just man, everything pops. It looks so good, and it looks amazing on the, on the big screen. And it's just, it's wonderful to see. And then the sound goes so well with this movie. Like it, the sound gets you back into it over and over again, and I was here for it the whole time. And sure. I don't know, it, it was just it was just a highlight of the film for me, and I had a good time with it. Of course, what's not to love about what I mean, John Wick? That's the whole thing with the sound is it's that's part of the awesomeness of this movie is the sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you miss a few of the effect sounds somewhere, can can anyone really tell? 
No. Like, who's going to be that guy that's like, actually, they missed a squib effect in this scene Ooh. 14 minutes into the movie. Ooh. Like, no one's going to, people are going to be like, shut up, go away. I'm like, going to punch you in the face. Yeah. That's, that's the whole thing. Is like, it's, that's what makes it so great, though, is. Yeah, but three scenes ago, did you see that guy's head explode, brother? Like, brother. <laughs> What do you guys think the body count is? Pull, before high. I Google it, what do you guys think the body 64, count is? 64,000. <laughs> no, no, no. no. What's um, the population of Paris? <laughs> I assume he killed them all. <laughs> I think it's okay, upwards. How of, many people is that inaccurate? I, I think it's upwards of seventy in that one. God Almighty, it's got to be. Oh, so man, okay, it's gotta okay. Be, it, okay listen, so I, I, if it's, I if it's it. below one hundred and fifty, and I'm serious, I would be shocked. The John the John Wick kill count is four hundred and thirty nine. <laughs> Wait, John Wick. Four or John Wick the franchise? No, sorry, the franchise kill count. I think that's oh. what this side is doing. Okay, yeah, that's but still, that's then. that's four hundred and thirty-five. What average, did I say? That's average hundred a movie. <laughs> yeah, at at least a hundred people a movie. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh boy, that's just see. <laughs> hold that, on, hold on. I found a breakdown of each movie. <laughs> so that four thirty-nine is correct. It's seventy-seven in John Wick. Yes. It is 128 in John Wick 2. It's only 94 in John Wick 3. And then all that's that's 299 for that one. John Wick. Oh, I almost nailed it on the head. 144 are just killed by John. That is not the entire kill count for the whole movie. Okay, okay. That's 140 by just John. That's awesome, though. Jeez Louise. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, brother. In a movie that I don't think it like glorifies killing. I don't want to. I've doesn't. seen a couple of posts that say people are like, no, how can you watch the clip? I would that? say it sexualizes killing, honestly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't think it glorifies it. Dude, listen, listen, this is gunplay pornography at this point, for real. Because, <laughs> like, it's, it's realistic, it's fast paced, and at no point are you just like, this, this doesn't work. You know, even to the point where like his weapons jam, you know, multiple times as he throws guns at people again because <laughs> yep. it works. <laughs> well, and he's just what about the bullets. pit viper gun that he has when he kicks it back? It's got the little points in it so he can stab people in the fucking oh, neck. That's cool as hell. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it's also cool that like it's given to him by Fishburne's character who is mm-hmm. now become like the underworld king. Mm-hmm. You know, is this long mm-hmm. live the motherfucking king? Like that's great, especially when the movie opens and he walks in talking about long live the king, and you see John there like training against the yeah, like it's just it's wonderful. That's the thing is, John Wick does the same thing that Fast does. Like I could do a Fast movie once every three years for the next hundred years and be <laughs> fine with it. Same with John yeah, Wick. No. I could do sure, a John. Fine. I could do another John Wick movie once every three years for the next hundred years and be totally entranced every single time. Write me you know, a good but, story, and I'm here for it. I don't know if Keanu's going to do another one, honestly. I think because his loop is... I mean, you, you you could argue that his his loop is closed in this one. His arc is done. Oh, yeah. It's like I said, I, like, I think that legitimately, I think the next John Wick film we get probably follows nope, uh, the tracker's character. Nobody's but character. I don't... Again, going back to what Roger, you said, I don't... I don't... His... Why? But... They didn't cast him to be anyone important. It's not like he's a huge star that oh he's definitely going to go on the sequels. Like he's he literally is nobody. Yeah, but why's it got to be a huge star for it to carry on the John Wick thing? I mean, you know, Keanu it doesn't. Did, I I think Chris is right here. No, yeah. but it, it it does to get people to watch it. No, so Keanu did did what 
Keanu does. And he's the one that made this franchise the thing it is, right? He he helped build this up four four movies strong. And now, you know, if 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 he passes the torch, I will accept that. And I think it's fair to say that the John Wick franchise has earned the fifth movie they make, no matter who's in it, right? I disagree. You're, I hundred percent disagree. Can't, I you're telling me you wouldn't go see John Wick Five if Keanu's not in it? I would, Chris. But us on this podcast, we watch more movies than most people. The the average person's going to say John Wick Five, and then someone's like, "Oh, Keanu's not in it." They're going to say, "What? Why? No, who's in it? That, that guy in the fourth movie?" They're going to be like, "Who was that? Why?" Then they're going to be like, "Nah, I'm okay." I'm telling you, that's not how Hollywood works, though. They're so, not gonna. They're, they're not gonna pivot this movie. They're not gonna put all this money into a movie where it's that guy is the who has to do something. They're just not. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I bet producers I, I want. Be surprised. Producers want guaranteed returns. They don't want. And I'm, I'm saying this. This guy could be a, a, as good an actor as anyone's ever been on the screen, for all we know, for his future. But like as of right now, you ask a producer to put seventy-five million dollars up for this because this guy's gonna pull him in. It's not gonna work. I just don't think it'll work. But so John Wick thing. kills someone every one minute and twenty on average every one minute and twenty seconds in the movie. That's that seems about right. It's a beautiful stat. It's, <laughs> it's a beautiful stat. So listen, John Wick two has the best. He kills on average of every fifty seven seconds. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I do so okay, let's talk about so the besides the action sequence that we all just adored. Oh. What is your other? I, I think I'm gonna have to go with the uh, the Oksana, um, the Oksana Hotel, Osaka. Are you Osaka. trying to say Osaka? Okay, yeah, there we yes, go. Osaka Hotel. Because of all, like, I I thought the bow and arrow sequence was really cool. How he just like some dude just got nailed to like it just nailed to the wall with, with arrows. Like that's just awesome. How mm-hmm. often do you get to see arrow play in a movie that's not like a period piece? Yeah, if ever. No, and but it fits in this world just fine, right? It absolutely does. I mean, because same with it's like especially it, with it the caveat is like you can't use guns here, <laughs> so they're like we can use bows and arrows. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially with like I mean, you can like Rambo. Like it fits in. It doesn't. It just it just doesn't fit in many worlds, but it fits in the Wick world. It fits in the Rambo world. Mm-hmm. It just fits. You know, everything fits mm-hmm. here. I was. I'm actually surprised we don't get more of like a. Well, maybe not surprised. More like curious why we don't get. But we don't get like these big mini guns in John Wick. But like that's just not that's just not the style of the movie. Is you know these big ass guns? It's 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 pistols and small rifles and and knives and swords and stuff like that. Is the is more the thing. But I mean, look, John Wick earned himself a. I think they earned a minigun using. I, I expected there to be a pretty big weapon like a grenade launcher being used. But again, that's not really the style of these movies. I don't think that would fit here. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. All right. So, what else, What other than the overhead thing? What What other sequence do you guys love? There's lots. I mean, I, th- I I think the ending's great. Like how the duel scene works out. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's it's very satisfying. I always like it when John has a hard time hand to hand with people, and so I like the nightclub fight scene when he does fight the. The Russian guy Killer. in the bat suit. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I like watching him struggle hand to hand because it does make it, it does humanize him instead of superhumanizing him. Where you know this guy kind of has his number through for a lot of that, which feels good to see on screen, just to you know bring him down a peg. And I thought it was a, I thought it was a well choreographed scheme too. I liked it. 
And then I too, I like the duel. The duel is fantastic. Yeah, because listen, at some point, you're like you're not really sure what's you know what happened, and then the way it works out, and you're just like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and listen, and you know, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but like, if this is the end of John Wick. I'm totally okay with how this ends. Now, I will put it that I don't believe that this is the end of John, you know, so there's that to think about. Um, but the way the the way the last duel works out, you're just like, okay, yeah, I get it. Because, yep. I mean, it, it just, it, it is, it just fits very well to how to close a loop for Keanu and John Wick, maybe. I agree. I agree it fits mm-hmm. well. Um, I would have preferred that this was a definitive ending for the John Wick stuff, because I mean, you can do too much of a good thing and then it becomes a bad then thing. It, then it becomes, you know, like fast franchise it just becomes like, Oh, there's another fast movie. Other yeah, space. Sure. I'll watch it. Yeah. Hold on though. But like you look forward to the fast movies every time they come out because you know? they're so, absolutely, because they're so ridiculous. They're well, I mean, bonkers. They don't lose, yeah. That's the thing they, is, as long as they don't lose something in the charm that they've created, what does it matter? No, but they, Chris but is right here. No, no you're, they're about you're right. a billion dollar movie each time, like legitimately. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean, you you have a very good point though. But there will be a point when they're not a billion dollar movie each time, and then nope. and then the producer will be like, eh, maybe it's time to end John Wick. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, when when we stop putting a hundred million in and getting a billion back, it's time to end it and move on to something else. But it's interesting how so I've been seeing articles all the t- pop up everywhere of how so this one just did huge money top uh, Tom Cruise just did huge money it's someone's doing a graph of all the movies that are making tons of money are all old Hollywood dudes above fifty five and they're the they're the things that are pulling in audiences and Weird. I thought that was an interesting statistic because people are loving it and it's I like the whole the, the I want to say like we talk about casting. It's like there's, there've been, you know, probably throughout all of American cinema, maybe like two or three dozen perfect casting choices. Uh, I, I really think Keanu as John wick is one of those perfect casting choices. Sure. I'd really have a hard time picturing someone else in that role. Maybe because I didn't start that way, but I asked you to who else, I mean, he's got like the, the background for the, at least his character of John wick. Like he was Neo in the matrix. Like he has that weird kind of, the hand-to-hand kind of combat background too of like, well, that's kind of cool that you think about that. And it's just, could you see anyone else doing John Wick? Like being, if, if Keanu had said no, you know, 12 years ago, who else could, who else would it have been? I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. I, I think, I think Keanu is the guy. Only he can turn, turn the word. Yeah. Into a two syllable word. Right. Cause he <laughs> yeah. does that in this. Well, that's his <laughs> response most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. I don't think I think if you get anybody else casted as John Wick, then Keanu in John Wick the first in the first one, I don't think we ever get the franchise we have. I think Probably. he is John Wick. We may have gotten a one-off movie, but I mean, maybe I could see a guy like Bob Odenkirk doing this. <laughs> you know, he did it. Weird so, that yeah, you say course. that. Yeah. <laughs> God, nobody. I'm gonna rewatch that one uh, this week too, and just get into it. But I'm telling I just you, just watched are... it like three weeks ago. So I'm gonna, yeah. Well, I, I watch that one a lot. That's the whole thing. I love that movie. I think it's great. I, there's so many movies on my watch list too that I've not yet seen. Bone burns the ash at 1800 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not forget how awesome his dad, Christopher Lloyd, the, the dad yes. who used like the sawed-off shotgun. Hey, 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 hey! Wrong, wrong awesome. film, guys. Same universe, wrong film yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still awesome. Guy. 
Still, True. yeah, still awesome is awesome, regardless. Uh, All right, it's that time, gentlemen. Who wants to start scoring this? I'll, I'll go. Okay, if you could run down your head, and I know I didn't ask you that, but like, just give your your score of the first three Wick films, and then this one. Thirty out of thirty, going into each John Wick movie is perfect in its own way. Uh, uh, that's fine. I don't care what you score your stuff. I get to score mine my way. All right. Um, so legitimately, I think John Wick is like the perfect action franchise. It is, it is mostly believable. It is well acted, well thought out. Gunplay is great. Stories are concise. Uh, the first John Wick movie is probably like a seven and a half or an eight. The second one's about a nine. The third one's about an eight. And this one is a very fair, uh, listen, I'm going to go with an eight and a half here. Mm-hmm. Um, I love John Wick from start to finish, even though it's probably longer than it needed to be. There's some awesome fight scenes. And like I said, you know, several alluded to several times, if this is the end of John Wick as it is, that's fine. It is what it is. And we'll go from there. Um, but I was happy that we got these kind of movies and I love them. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. I, I, um, I don't know. Spectacular sound, uh, great cinematography. Of course, the action. This is all good. And all while Keanu only has like 20 words of dialogue the whole film. So <laughs> fine. It's just it, it's exactly what it needs to be. Um, I think the original John Wick is still my favorite uh, at that. The, the movie is a eight and a half for me. And then two is my lowest at seven. Three is a seven and a half. And this one's an eight. This is right behind the first one. And I just think it's a fantastic film. The whole franchise is good. It's worth watching, you know, marathon mode, you know, over a weekend kind of thing. However, but like you can't turn one of these on and be upset about what you're watching. Especially it's just it's just good movies. Well, I I, I agree. I agree. I think the first one's a 10. I think the second one's an eight. Third one's a seven. And uh, this one's a nine for me. This is. It's hard to so out of four scores, the lowest is a seven. That's pretty damn good for mm-hmm. at least for a, for a whole series. That's pretty fucking good, man. Yep, that's so a good that's look. What, um, I, I now, I think John Wick. You know, I was talking about Jason Bourne, but like as far as like movies in this vein, I think John Wick has got to be the bar. Sure, Chris, what do you think? I just john wick is a unique franchise within its within its own genre though but you know it we're is. gonna you know we're gonna get movies in the next 10 years that are trying to do the same thing you know maybe we're so here's the thing we haven't besides nobody which was made by the same team we haven't got one yet and you can't say that you know there has been enough time for someone to make a movie like john wick so it's one of those things where i feel like if we got imitators they would have happened at least once or twice by now and maybe done poorly but like nothing that we've heard of or that has been on our radar, I think John Wick is its own thing. And until this studio does more, I don't see anybody else doing anything like it for a while. Fair. Okay. There you go. I mean, I just, I I would like to have at least one more John Wick. Uh, I would like to feel (laughs) satisfied that we, I would like to feel satisfied that we know who the high table is and that they are done. But I don't. Okay. Not, we don't have that yet. Well, you, you'll so. be able to continue your, the journey with nobody on in John Wick Five. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, this has been episode three hundred twenty-four A of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at five a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five: Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two. Rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. 
Check out you on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And I am Christopher Bond. No Twitter. Check us out on Facebook, always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at more nerdy stuff Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and Tetris on Apple TV Plus. <laughs>